Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast and become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests sharing stories about growing up in a haunted house that was possessed by an evil presence, a nightmarish encounter with a UFO in the dead of night, and the financial horror stories from those who won the lottery and lived to regret it. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to hear these programs and many more truly thought-provoking shows from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast with our special guest, Evo Dominguez, a visionary practitioner of a variety of esoteric disciplines. He has been active in Wicca and the pagan community since 1978. He was a founding member and a past high priest of Keepers of the Holy Chalice of the First Coven of the Assembly of the Sacred Wheel, a Wiccan tradition there. He currently serves as one of the elders of the Assembly of the Sacred Wheel, and uh, he, of course, is an expert and a professional astrologer as well. Evo, welcome to the program. Great to be here. How are you doing? Good. I'm looking forward to this. A great book, by the way, Keys to Perception. My uh, my late aunt, Dr. Shafika Karegula, wrote a book called Breakthrough to Creativity, and uh, that was on higher sensory perception. So it's in my blood, I think. Yeah, I think so. And uh, tell me a little bit more about yourself. How'd you get involved in all this Wicca and in, in that? Well, you know, I, I was always a seeker. And as a child, uh, I had a lot of experiences that fell outside of the normal. Um, I was always seeing uh, the old residents of homes. Uh, I had a grandmother who uh, took me very seriously and was supportive, and another who uh, was a little bit more harder-line Catholic. But it was uh, part of my upbringing. It was uh, a belief that the world was larger than what was physical, and I often had uh, prophetic dreams. I would have uh, experiences that led me to believe that the world was bigger. As a result, I started exploring uh, different uh, religions very early, uh, went to different churches, explored synagogues, uh, mosques, uh, went through a period of atheism, as all young people do, apparently, and found myself reading quite a few books about um, ceremonial magic, the Western mysteries, and uh, about nature religions, of which Wicca was one. Lots of confusion about Wicca. A lot of yeah. people think it's witchcraft. It is not witchcraft. You're believers in a in a god. It's like it's a male female type god belief system, isn't it? It wasn't that far a jump since I had started Catholic to uh, see the uh, feminine uh, as divine as well. And in Wicca, we believe that uh, pretty much if it exists, it is holy, it is sacred. Um, all of uh, physical creation, all animals, all plants, all of nature, and that the divine uh, shows itself to us with both a male face and a female face, uh, that uh, there are many uh, gods and goddesses, if you will, at the same time that the universe is one thing. And I would say that uh, Wicca is also fairly diverse. Uh, Wicca is like saying Protestant. It doesn't particularly narrow it down. There's a lot of different, uh, uh, I'll use the word that's familiar, denominations, but traditions is the word we prefer. And they each have their own take on things. But uh, the basic premise is that uh, we are all children of the divine on our way of uh, evolving up to meet them. Is Wicca a growing community? I'm going to say no. Really? Uh, I would say, yeah, here, here's, here's what I'll say. Uh, and, and I think this is generationally true right now. I think that Wicca is growing, but relatively slowly. 
What I do think is growing, uh, and I see mostly in uh, uh, 20-somethings, 30-somethings, is an exploration of different things. I'd say it's better to say that there are more people that are in the general sense pagan, in the general sense spiritual and believers in the sanctity of, of, of life in the universe, but fewer people uh, necessarily are going the route of organized religion of any sort, whether it's mainstream or on the side. So where I would say paganism is growing, I would say that um, specific flavors of it, like Wicca, are holding their own and growing slowly. Um, does that sort of... Yeah. Yeah. And I should say, Eva, yeah, you're a pretty accomplished author. I mean, you've got uh, a lot of books out there beyond just Keys to Perception, Spirits uh, Speak, and Beneath the Skins, and, and you've got... Tell me about the CDs you have out. Ah. Uh, so one of the things that uh, our organization has done is uh, we've uh, founded a library, the New Alexandrian Library. It's, it's uh, already built. Uh, it's about 4,000 square feet. We are collecting books and ephemera, newsletters, etc., from all spiritual traditions. And by that, I mean not just, not just Wicca or paganism, but uh, Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, anything that is the mystical end of mm-hmm. any tradition and uh, preserving Good. it. And some of that is, uh, and some of that simply because uh, even in the mainstream traditions where they're well represented, their mystical side tends to be underrepresented. So the CDs were created originally as a fundraiser for that library, and they are CDs of chants and songs that we use in our ceremonies and uh-huh. also offer them to anyone else who wants to use them for their own purposes. So uh, it's, they are uh, near and dear to my heart because I think that sound and music are one of the ways in which we awaken our connection to um, energy, <clears throat> to our own creativity, and to the universe as, as a whole. I think so, too. Where's the library located, Eva? It's located in Delaware. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of people go, where's that? It's a small state. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, but it's uh, centrally located on the mid-Atlantic states. It's about a two-and-a-half-hour drive to D.C. or Philadelphia or Baltimore, about a three-and-a-half-hour trip to New York, uh, about a five-hour trip to uh, Richmond. So it has a good chunk of population within uh, its uh, easy one-day drive. I got a friend uh, who uh, picked up a little cottage up that way, and uh, he just goes there to escape. He loves it. Just to... Yeah, a lot of people said, well, why are you doing books in this day and age? And they also said, why in the middle of nowhere? And honestly, part of it is our, our goal is preservation. Uh, it's, it's cheaper to buy land and space in a smaller area. But more importantly, um, you know, books uh, are a solid, stable format, whereas uh, digital materials uh, fade uh, in some ways more quickly. Than... Yeah, you know, and I still like uh, Evo to be... F- physically holding yeah. the book I'm reading. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I just I, it's just a it different feel. Maybe I'm old school. What do you well, think? Well, I, I would say that uh, have, having that, one of the things that the library is doing is going through old uh, diskettes and floppies from people that have sent us, uh, we have materials on here uh, that need to be preserved. Can you get it off of this format and convert it into something current? The book, the title, of course, is Keys to Perception. Yeah. The subtitle is interesting, A Practical Guide to Psychic Development. Mm-hmm. Tell me about, is it a training guide? What is it? it? Well, it started 
um, as a request from my students. Uh, I, I give a variety of different workshops on many topics, but one of the things that is true is that the, to the degree in which you are capable of opening yourself up to your intuition, to perceiving what's beyond the physical, then you're likely to be more successful in your meditations, in your healing rituals, in, in your work in general, magically or spiritually. So, indeed, it is in part exercises to uh, generate flexibility in the mind, uh, become more uh, aware of how it is that you perceive. And part of that involves uh, specific exercises and techniques. And part of it's about shifting attitude about what it is to perceive, because you can't really, you can't really get there until you, you grasp the following. Uh, we are already living mm-hmm. in an uh, illusion of reality. When we see things, we exclude most of what we perceive. When we hear something, we only pay attention to the sounds that make sense to us. Um, Just as when we were babies, we had to learn how to focus on objects and motion and learn how to see, we, over the course of our life, develop a style of of how to perceive things. And that's useful in a a kind of evolutionary uh, survival way, but it also limits what we actually allow ourselves to attend to. So part of it's about learning the, the necessary tricks to become mentally flexible to open up the senses. Then there are specific exercises on how to do particular kinds of divination, such as scrying into flame or, 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 or crystal or water, or also learning to manage the skills. Because uh, if you uh, open the door, if you open the uh, skills uh, that I think are inherent in most human beings, you also then have to learn how to manage them. Uh, there are plenty of people that uh, are already open or started that way who will also uh, complain, that's probably not the right word, about being too open and being inundated by the sensations, yeah. uh, the emotions of other people around them. So there's also quite a few suggestions and exercises in the book on how to manage this so it remains a gift rather than an impediment. I've always heard that everybody has the capability of psychic development. Is that Absolutely. is that true? Do you believe that? I do, but but here's but uh, but here's the part I'll be really honest about. Uh, so, most human beings have access to uh, some of the senses. Some of us are, are graced with uh, having access to all the common ones we can see, we can hear, we can smell, etc. And some people get by just fine with a, a smaller subset of that. Some of us have sharper hearing, sharper sight. So in the same sense, I would say that there are people who have sharper psychic senses, but that doesn't mean that everybody doesn't have some amount. Or musical talent. Uh, Most people uh, aren't going to be able to make a living as uh, a classical guitarist or, or a singer, but most people can learn how to appreciate music, or at the very least, how to sing well enough so that they enjoy themselves when they're driving their car and listening to the radio. So I can't promise that everyone will become a virtuoso, but I can promise that people are capable of awakening what they have. And even people who think that they are not terribly sensitive will report at different times in their life when they've either had a dream or known who was on the other end before the phone uh, began to ring and be picked up 
or had the experience of knowing that a loved one was having a difficulty at some great distance away. So it's in us, but like many things, it's locked up because of uh, expectations or mm-hmm. beliefs, or we're just a habit of not paying attention to anything that isn't explicitly part of our day-to-day life. Is this ability that we have natural in that, is it biological, is it part of the brain function, or is it outside of the brain? You know, it, it, you're, you're almost invoking the uh, mind-brain question of, uh, of where our consciousness is seated, whether it's in the body or whether it's uh, something, something else. Yeah. And I'm going to say it's a bit of both. Uh, I'm going to say that our selfhood, at least these are my beliefs, is, is really a spiritual thing. Our soul, our spirit, whichever word you prefer. But the body acts as the antenna. The brain acts as the transceiver that allows us to uh, anchor ourselves here in this place, in this time, uh, in the physical world. So that if there's damage to the body, that's damaging the transceiver, but it doesn't mean the signal's still not out there. So I think that um, it is biologically present but it's an interaction between systems that are partly physical and partly subtle. And I like using the word subtle as the catch-all for um, anything that's ethereal or anything that is of higher vibration, not physical in the way that we would normally think of it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.